0: Thank you for listening to a podcast of Rock Church. For more information on sermons and events, connect with us online at rockchurchnow.com or search Rock Church Now in the app store. You're getting choked up about it because it's just so cool to see the life transformation. I don't know about you, but obviously I was in the pool for one of those, but being able to watch people's reactions and responses I think is one of the coolest things that we get to see in baptism. It's a changed life, right? If you don't know me, my name is Pastor Peyton, and I oversee the Next Gen Department here at Rock Church, my wife and I, uh, Carly. She is currently with the kids ministry with your kids right now, so she kills it. And I wanted to speak on behalf of Pastor Angelo this morning because Pastor Angelo um, had hurt his back yesterday, and so he was supposed to preach today. And is unable to today. And so he wanted to comment on this baptism video because he was excited to watch it with you guys and be here and and be able to celebrate with you. So I have a quick message from Pastor Angel this morning from you um, as he's experiencing some major back issues. He wanted me to tell you this. He said last week's baptism was one of the highlights in the history of Rock Church. This is from the founder The man, the myth, the legend himself, Pastor Angel, if you're watching, we're so glad um, that you were able to experience that and have that. And he said this, not just because we set a new rock record in the first half of the year, but also because of the life and the spirit in the room. Watching you guys fired up from start to finish, blessed Kimmy and I and glorified Jesus. It was awesome. It was great. One more time. Can we give it up for last week? If you were here last week and you came back this week, I want to say welcome. We're glad you're here. You're part of the Rock family now. This is the second time here, so you have to come back now. And uh, we're just glad that you're here. And today, I get the honor and the privilege of bringing a message. But let me talk about a little bit what inspired me with the baptism. I loved that in the baptism bash that we had yesterday, there were no excuses for people. People came in ready, they came in hungry, and they said, there are no excuses for me to get baptized. Now, it was crazy, we had, we had the t-shirt for you, we had the shorts for you. People said, you know what, I'm ready to come and do this. And even some people spontaneously stood up and said, you know what, I'm gonna go get baptized, walking into church. I don't know how many we had, I think we had about 10 people that spontaneously baptized, which was really, really cool. And so watching that, seeing 130 people get baptized was so cool, no excuses for those people, which makes me think a little bit, when I say the word excuses, how many of you in the room have ever had a bad excuse? You've had a bad excuse for, yeah, some of you are laughing knowing that you, oh, like it's laughable how bad of an excuse that I have. I've had some bad excuses in my life. I don't think I'm that much of an excuse person, but like... Whenever it comes to the gym, I'm always like, nah, you no, know, I'll, I'll go tomorrow. No, I'll, I'll just go another time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I come up with some bad, bad excuses. And I'm reminded of a time our rock team, our rock staff, were always um, challenging each other to get better in areas like prayer and, and fasting and things like that. And I'll never forget one time we were all praying as a group, as a staff. And someone at the very end pointed something out. They were like, did you realize that every single person that just prayed used the word just in their prayers. They, they would say just, just, just. Let me give you an example of a prayer. So we're all gonna, we're all gonna pray right now, okay? This is the, the prayer example. It was this. It was, Lord, we just, we just ask, we just ask that you would heal this person, but if there's no healing, we would just ask that you would give Them comfort, and and that's, that's the whole prayer, right? And I'm not trying to rip on anybody that does that. I'll explain a little bit what I mean in just a second. But we just kept praying, see, just, we just kept praying just like that. And then we would pray something like this God, we just, we just need you to, to, to show up, to help us make this decision, or at least, you know, just point us in the direction. And we just, what were we doing? We kept making excuses for God. We kept making something justifying, oh, well, if this doesn't happen, then at least we can have this, right? And if you pray those kind of prayers, if you say just in your prayers, which everybody's going to catch that now when you go home and you pray for your meal and everything, so you're welcome. Um, But if you pray that way, it's okay. You're still a Christian, okay? We don't think you're a heretic. But I do want to challenge you to learn from my mistakes. Why do we naturally make excuses when it comes to God? That's a word for somebody today. Why do we naturally make excuses when it comes to church, when it comes to God? And I, I look at everybody that got baptized yesterday, or, uh, last week, and I go, you know what, there were no excuses. And I wanna be able to talk today to people in the room that are hungry, people that are ready, people that are willing to say, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to lay those excuses down in my life to get passion in the room again, to get life in the room again, to see Jesus glorified again. So today, my message title, you see it on the screen, is just. Turn to your neighbor, say just. Just, just, you're gonna get sick of it by the time I'm talking about it today. I'm already sick of it, talking about it today. Just, we're talking about just. And, and I'm constantly catching myself making excuses for my behaviors, my life statuses, etc. and I wanna get better in that area. But the word I'm constantly using is just. Just can be used well, or poorly. Let me give you some examples. There's a couple of uh, different definitions of just, and, and one of you, or uh, one of them, that you might be thinking of, is, is the idea of justice, right? So, just is uh, justice, righteousness, morality, uh, what's right, what's fair, what's good. That's what we talk about when we say just, right? But the other definition is this: just. It's an excuse for why we should or shouldn't. Do something. It can sometimes be a cop-out, right? An excuse for why we should or shouldn't do something. Let me give you an example. This last year, this last um, September, we launched our very first official rock internship. And it was a really cool thing. We have about six interns. They're all been killing it. You saw some of them in the pool. Uh, You see some of them on stage, things like that. And, And we started this internship, And one of the things that I, I don't know if I've told everybody, all the interns yet, but now you're going to hear it, okay, is, is I never want you to say this phrase. Well, I'm just an intern. Well, I'm, I'm just an intern. Well, I'm not, I'm just blank, right? I I never want you to say that. Why? Here's why I I don't want you to say that. I don't want you to say that because you're basically doubting that you have influence, you're, you're putting yourself at this stage, which, I mean, I, I appreciate the sentiment sometimes. I appreciate the thought behind, you know, well, I want to get to this spot one day in my life. But you, you almost discount what God's already doing in you, the influence he's placed in you, the leadership he's placed in you, when you say the word just, right? So you say what? I am an intern, right? I am an intern. I am a blank. And so I, I've always said, hey, don't, don't do that because that implies that you don't have leadership. You are a leader and side note if you want to be an intern this year we are opening up this year so come find me afterwards if you're interested in an internship maybe you don't know what to do with your life come find me because I can help with that so but internship is great um other examples so that's kind of a personal example of 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 somebody who like using just in in who they are right but then you kind of get to the excuses of like justifying behavior. And I've had people come up to me and say things like this. Well, Pastor Payton, Pastor Payton, it's, I might ruffle a little feathers here. It's just a drink. It's just one drink. I mean, how how bad can it be, right? I'm not going out and partying. I'm not going out doing anything crazy. And sadly, again, I'm in Next Gen. I see this a lot, right? And sadly, because people justify one behavior, Sadly, because people struggle with handling things that are permissible, it now becomes an issue. See, just because you might be allowed to do something doesn't mean it's beneficial for you, for your relationship with God, and your relationship with other people. Catch that. Just because you can do something does not mean it's beneficial, right? We justify things that were never meant to be justified we 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 make excuses we set standards I remember I would do this all the time just because I don't want to like hurt people or offend people right and I would would we justify things that were never meant to be justified that were never meant to be given the light of day and see here's the beauty of God the beauty of God is that he takes our just and he uses it for his justice catch that catch that you can take that a couple different ways He takes our just, the area we need to grow, the imperfections that we might have, and he uses it for his justice, for his greater plan. Right? God uses the imperfections in our lives to write the story of his justice on mankind. And he'll also use the things that we have high standards on to help us to influence people the right way. See, today I I was writing my message And again, it was a little last minute with Pastor Angelo and his back and everything. And I was starting to write it like this is a message on complacency. And as I started to write it and write being okay with where you're at, I'm like, you know what, this isn't just a message on complacency. This is a message on influence. This is a message on, I just saw 130 people massively influence my decision-making, massively influence the way I I view um, passionately seeking after God, right? I just saw 130 people do that. And now I get to take the excuses and put them behind me and influence others. That's what I get to do. So today, just is not a message just on complacency. Just is a message on influence. It's a message on influence, Let me share with you a couple of verses in the Bible. I'm going to kind of go through these pretty quick so I can get to my points this morning. Let me share with you a few verses that talk about God's justice, talk about God's righteousness, and then I want to talk about what our role is and what just is acceptable to use. Okay, check this out. It says this about God being fair, just, and good. Uh, Deuteronomy 32.4 in the NIV, it says, He is the rock. We are the rock. Uh, The church, not the actual. You know what I mean. His works are perfect, and his ways are all a faithful God who does no wrong, upright, and he is, right? Check out this next verse. First John says this. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful in what? Just. And will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. See, I told you I'd make you sick of the word, and we're not even halfway through the message yet. Just, just, he's just. God is a good God, he's a just God. God will never do something that is unjust. It's not in his character. See, a lot of people, I I get frustrated too. Everyone in culture today, and I'm not gonna dive deep into this, we are so frustrated because of the lack of justice in our culture, the lack of justice in our society. And you can take that whichever way you want, right? But we have so much lack of justice that we go, man, what could possibly be just in the world? And I'm telling you, God, is just and he makes everything just. God is just and he makes everything just. Then I was kind of digging a little deeper, and I know it's based on translation, uh, translation, but go with me here today, okay? The Bible uses this phrase quite often, okay? Not the way phrase quite often, but this phrase, just as, okay, just as, just as, and it says this in, in a couple of these verses. Check this out, Luke six thirty six. Be merciful just as your father is merciful, right? Just as your father is merciful. Matthew 20, 28 says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Okay, Acts, check out what this says. A little different of a turn here. It says, surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And what are we implying here? We're implying here that we need to be just as God is. And as we get deeper into this, now you'll find in Acts, so we're talking about baptism, we just had baptism, right? We also need to be set in as an example for other people so that other people can ju- be just as we are, right? So now, not only are we getting our influence from God, but other people can get their influence from us just as we received it catching where I'm going here just as means this it means in the degree that so just as God is merciful we need to practice mercy in the degree that God practices mercy you catch where I'm going a little bit if we need to be patient we need to practice patience just as the way God would practice patience in the same degree that God would practice patience which is a hard thing to say right we need to be patient and once we follow God People will not follow our example without excuse. Here's the bottom line for today. This is gonna be a little tricky for you. Again, go with me a little bit. Here's my bottom line for today. God is a just God and the God of the just. Let me say that again. God, because I don't think everybody caught that. God, God, God is a just God. He's a good God and he's a God of the just. Of, the, of the, the excuses he's a God of the, the people who you know what, maybe I'm gonna throw this word just out a lot God is a God of the just and he is a just God so let me ask you this question how do we get rid of the excuse making how do we go forward how do we say you know what maybe there is a little bit of excuse making that I'm making in my life and I need to move forward in that and today I feel as though I'm gonna pull my uh, I'm gonna pull my next-gen card out here okay you're gonna go with me today on a journey to next gen I think we all have a just bag, okay? I think we all sometimes carry around our little just bag, our little bag of excuses that, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm going to say this, I wasn't planning on saying this. Ever, has anybody ever, you probably, you have this, don't lie to me, Okay. If you ever had those excuses that you have in your back pocket, that you're like, "I, I have to get out of this pickle, I have to get out of this conversation, so I'm going to be able to pull out of my just bag and pull out of my excuse bag so I can get out of here and go to bed on time, right? So everybody's got an excuse bag. Don't lie to me, okay? Everybody's got a just bag. And sometimes I feel as though we pull out of our just bag, we pull out of our excuses bag, and how do we stop doing that moving forward in our faith? Right? We need to take our excuses, our justs, as followers of Jesus and turn them into, I'm gonna be careful saying this, just as, okay? We need to turn them into just as, all right? So here's what we need to do this morning. Go with me again. I think not get a lot of sleep last night. Uh, we are going to, because obviously this isn't just about us, right? It's about, we're gonna bring some examples from the Bible so I don't call anybody out, right? I'm gonna give you the top four excuse makers in the Bible, and we're going to break them down by the top three excuses that have been given throughout the history of the Bible, okay? So we're going to look at the top three excuses through the lens of some excuse makers, and we're going to dig a little bit into our just adventure bag today as we go forward today, all right? So here we go. If you got your notes, pull them out. Uh, Take pictures, whatever you need to do. Okay, remember this. If you're a visual learner, whatever you do, okay? Number one is this. The biggest excuse, one of the biggest excuses used in the Bible is I can't. I can't. I just can't with the excuse I can't. I don't know about you. I just, I can't with that excuse. I can't drives me crazy, okay? I can't. I like to think of it this way. It's the, it's not possible excuse, it's not possible excuse so I'm gonna pull out my excuse right here I can't okay I can't it's laminate it's nice right I can't I can't I I, I got a thing I I can't right I can't when I think of this excuse I think of uh the bible character Sarah right if you know Sarah in the old testament there's a Sarah in here I'm sorry I'm not talking about you today uh i can't i can't she uses uh this excuse i can't in genesis in the old testament uh sarah was married to abraham okay and abraham you know is the father of many nations right so abraham kind of starts this whole lineage like thing going on and we'll talk about that a little bit and and abraham if you if you know this about abraham and sarah Abraham and Sarah were older, and it was hard for them to have kids. It was nearly impossible. It probably was impossible for them to have kids based on their age. Check out what this verse says in Genesis uh, chapter 18, verses 10 through 12. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit through the message translation, okay? Which is just a paraphrase, all right? So we're paraphrasing these stories today. And I'm sorry if I'm blinding anybody with this today. It says this, one of them said, I'm coming back about this time next year. When I arrive at your wife Sarah, uh, your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent opening just behind the man. Abraham and Sarah were old at this time, very old. Sarah was uh, past the age for having babies. Sarah laughed within herself. An old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband? Listen, listen, I want you to go with me a little bit for a second. I think sometimes the I can excuse has some validity to it. And there's some people in here that can relate to that, 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 uh, that verse and saying, I am very old. I'm way past my point. I'm way past my prime. I, do you realize I've, everything I've done has been behind me and we use the excuse, I can't, I can't, I do, you, you don't know what I've gone through. You have no idea what I what what I've been through. You don't know my life circumstances. You don't know that this is literally impossible. And I say this with with all respect in the room. I say this with all grain of salt in the room. Um, our staff has been praying for a lot of people lately that have been going through physical problems. There's been a lot of like cancer diagnoses and a bunch of things that have happened, and it's really hard, and this excuse, I can't, comes up invalid reason, okay? So I totally come at it with a grain of salt. But I wanna tell you this, I wanna remind you this, our God is the God of the I can't. Our God is is the God of the impossible. God wants to heal you, God can heal you, God desires to have a relationship with you, but we can't just expect it to be the way that we have always experienced things, right? I can't, I can't, it's a huge excuse, right? God can, and he will. He'll heal you physically. He'll heal you mentally. He'll heal heal you spiritually, right? He'll heal you emotionally from some emotional scars that you might have, right? And he loves you no matter what can't-type situation you live in. I can't. I can't, that's excuse number one. Number two, So we're talking today, I won't. I won't. Now I lied, this one makes me more mad. Then, then I can't, because I can't, there's some validity to it. But I won't, I won't do this. I won't do that. I like to think of this one as the you can't make me excuse, okay? There's nothing you can do. You're going to have to send, I don't know, a lot to make it happen, right? I won't. Turn to your neighbor and say, I won't. That's kind of rude. Why would you do that? When I think of this one, my favorite, favorite books of the Bible, and I'm just, man, I was just reminded how, how challenging of a book it is um, when we're talking about evangelism. We're talking about reaching the lost, right? Uh, Jonah, right? Jonah is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's very brief, but it's very, very, very challenging, and it challenged me to, again, go and pursue the lost. If you know this, Jonah received a specific assignment from God uh, to go and reach lost people is basically what it was, and check out what Jonah did in Jonah chapter 1, says this, I won't. I'm sorry, I forgot to pull it out of my excuse bag. Sorry, I won't. There it is. It says this, one day, long ago, God's word came to Jonah. Can you imagine if God's word came to you? How crazy that would be? God's word came to Jonah. Uh, I can't say this word. uh, Amittah, whatever, son, up on your feet, and on your way to the big city of Nineveh, preach to them. They're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up, went the other direction to Tarshish. Running away from God. He didn't like just emotionally and mentally. I've just been far from God right now. He literally ran away from God. And he went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish. He paid the fare. He went on the boat. And joining those going to Tarshish, he went as far away from God as possible. I won't. You can't make me. There's nothing you can do. And the funny part about this story is that you know the end of it. I mean, everybody knows, right? Jonah was swallowed by a giant fish, okay? He was swallowed. Like, that was the consequence to what had happened, why he said, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. And the excuse, I won't, now became a life-changing decision. I can't. I won't, right? There's some of you today. In here that are running away from God. I don't know. If you left, you know, and, and were not impacted by what happened last w- last week, you might fall in this category. Okay, it's not a shame thing, it's not a guilt thing, it's not a condemnation thing. That might be the category that you're in today. And I want to ask, why are you running? Why are you running from God? Why why is this the excuse that you're throwing out today? I will not, God, do what you've asked me to do. I will not go where you've asked me to go right? As a next-gen pastor, you know, seeing young people, one of our, 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 we've actually done it pretty well the last couple of years, is we've really bridged that gap from high school to, to college age. And, I, and there's areas we can grow and get better in that, right? But a lot of it takes, you know, influence of people in, in investment in, in young people's lives, right? But the hardest thing is to see when people, and there's no shame to college. I went to college, right? I, didn't, I went to a secular university. But it's just so hard when you see people walk away from God because they just go off and they go astray. And for whatever reason, right, it's hard. But this excuse, I won't, comes out. And excuse number three, one of my favorite ones is this. My favorite excuses is, you catching where I'm going a little bit? I don't, I don't, I don't. This one, this one I feel, like has kind of crept its way into the church a little bit. And let me explain what I mean by this, is I don't, I don't do that. Oh, that's, no, that's not who I, I, I could never get up, I, I don't go public speak in front of people, that's not me, that's, that, that's you, Pastor Peyton. that's, you get up here and speak. You get, you know, come up and figure this thing, oh, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know how to do this, that, that can't be me, right? I don't. I don't, I don't. And I struggled with this one. I struggled figuring this one out. I'm going, okay, what, what excuse makers did we have in the Bible? And so I said four, right? I've said three excuses, four excuse makers. I'm gonna give you two examples here, okay? I don't, I don't. Number one uh, example is this, Jeremiah. If you know anything about Jeremiah, Jeremiah, uh, they called him the weeping prophet, okay? And Jeremiah, it says this in Jeremiah 1, 5 through 6 in the message version. It says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. But I said, hold it. Master God, look at me. I don't think you understand. I'm just a boy. I'm just a child. There's no way you can use me. He made an excuse i don't i'm not ready it's not who i am and i i I think sometimes we 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 go the other way and we justify this well well people that are ready they'll come and speak up and be ready for it. whatever sometimes god calls you in a time where you're not ready and you have to be ready and this can't be an excuse i don't and my second person is this is moses and a lot of you know this story so i won't spend too much time on it is this moses and uh moses was, was called to save his Israelite people, right? He was a baby thrown down a river and, and, and crazy story. If you want to go back and read the story of Moses, go back and read it in Exodus, right? But Moses, check this out. God has now called him to go save his people. It's time. It's time to act. It's time to go. Moses had a destiny. He had a story. He had a, a purpose. And now this is his time to act. And this is Moses' after a chapter of already like debating God. So this is chapter four. Chapter three is already like kind of, oh, I'm not sure, God. Oh, what's really going on here? Okay, check this out. It says, Moses raised another objection to God, another objection to God. Master, please, I, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter. And stammer and then this is what God says, this is such a good thing God says, he, he, the grace and the mercy and the patience of God incredible like could you imagine, this is, this is the response God's getting him ready God's getting, you know what, I'm going to motivate you a little bit at Moses here it says, and who do you think made the human mouth and who makes some mute and who makes some deaf and who makes some sighted who makes some blind isn't it I, god so get going i'll be right there with you with your mouth your mouth i'll be right there to teach you what to say and he said master please send somebody else please send somebody else And the crazy part of this story is that God actually does send somebody else with Moses, right? He sends somebody else to speak on his behalf. Let me just give you kind of a, if if I was God, okay? Here's what I would do, ready? I would be be like, suck it up, Moses. (laughs) You got it. Figure it out. I'll be a great parent one day, right? Suck it up. And the grace of God to still say, you know what? I see where you're at. I see where you're being stretched. And I see your excuses, and I'm still going to use that. I'm still going to use that. I see where you're at. I'm still going to use that. Will you stand with me this morning? See, I connect with these, this one pretty well. Too young and too inexperienced coming to play a lot for me, okay? And, and I say too inexperienced not because somebody's ever said to me, you're too inexperienced, inexperienced, right? It's because I know that there's areas in my life where I need to grow experience-wise, but I pull out of my excuse bag over and over and over again in this category to go, oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I'm, not, I'm too young. Oh, I'm too inexperienced. Oh, I can't do this. But God in his grace is patient with us. God in his mercy is patient with us. There are some of you that are running and saying, I won't. There are some of you that are, that are not ready and feeling like you're not ready and say, I don't. There are some of you that are hurting physically, emotionally, spiritually, and saying, I can't. Well, what is your excuse today that you're pulling from your bag? Here's the beauty of God. He turns our just into his justice because here's what happened in each of these stories. Check this out. Sarah. Sarah has a baby to fulfill what uh, God was talking about, what Abraham's destiny was, to be a father of many nations. People that were barren, people that could not have a kid. To be a father of many nations, God says, you know what? I'm going to send a son, and he does. And the lineage now points back to David, and the lineage from David now points to Jesus. And because somebody said, you know what? I can't, but God can. Now we get to see miracles happen. Now we get to see people come out of this. Now we get to see a whole lineage of people, because God said, you said, I can't. God said, I can You say, I can't, God can, right? God can, God can, check this out. And then Jonah, Jonah ends up obeying God after spending time in the belly of a giant fish and he brought the message to Nineveh and the whole city turned from their ways. The whole city ended up being saved because one person said, instead of saying, I won't, I mean, they did off the bat, right? instead of saying I won't they said I'll trust. I'll trust. I'll trust. You know what God maybe you know better than me. You know what God it smells in here. I'll trust. I'll trust. God can. I'll trust. And man again I don't know why it's getting me. And then you get Jeremiah, who again, a prophet, becomes a prophet, talking about like, hey, destruction's coming. Hey, watch out. I care about you. God's telling me I'm putting myself on the line a little bit here, right? And he's talking about a foretold judgment that's coming. And Moses ends up freeing his people from Egypt, a true leader with true influence who couldn't speak right. Listen, don't tell me God doesn't do enough. Don't tell me my God's not a just God that doesn't care. Because here's the thing: God will turn our "I don't" to you know what? I don't do this. This is not who I am. This is not what I do. Our God is bigger than that. Our God is stronger than that. Our God works past our mistakes. I serve a God who set people free. I serve a God who's changed and living, helping us change and live a brand new life. I just saw it, and now we go from "I don't do that." Oh, I don't do anything outside of church, right? To let's try. Let's try let's go let's make it happen I'm going to try God I'm going to trust you it's a little different here this, is this is let's try insinuates that maybe I'm going to make give this God thing a try for the first time maybe even though my life has been uh, different radically God I'm going to try this thing God I'm going to try lifting my hands in worship God I'm going to try trusting you for the first time ever God can I'll trust I'll try there's some of you in here that need to try today there's some of you in here I'm I'm bringing it today because, I'm again, I'm passionately like amped up from last week. And, and I think the worst thing we can do is take a week that was just so amazing and just go right back to coasting and just say, you know what, oh, okay, I'm, I'm good with coming in this time and, and whatever. I'm glad you showed up to church today. I'm glad you're watching online today because I'm telling you that you showed up for a reason. You showed up because you want this. I know it. Check this out. Maybe last week you were inspired. And I'm gonna gonna give you a chance to make a decision right now. Maybe you were inspired by the new life and transformation people had. And you're like, I'm tired of making excuses. I'm done with the excuses. God, I'm 100% going back to you. I need to give my life to you for the first time ever. Or maybe I just need to rededicate my life back to you, Jesus. I've been far from you. I've been walking away from you. And I need to rededicate my life to you. Today is your day to not make an excuse. Today is your day So you know what God, I'm fully yours. I'm 100% yours, I'm all in. God, the excuses have come. The I can'ts, the I won'ts, the I don'ts creep up in my life, but you know what, I'm done with them. I'm done with the just in my life. If that's you and you wanna set yourself in a new direction, I'm not gonna make you do anything else but this, okay? On the count of three. I just want you to shoot up a hand. Everybody looking around. No eyes closed because you're. You know what? I'm going to be held accountable for this. I'm going to be set on a new path right now. If you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate and you know what, walk right on that path back with Him. On the count of three, I want you to shoot up a hand as fast as you can. One, two, three. Is anybody in the room saying, "Yeah"? I see your hands all over the place. Come on, let's give it up right now. If you're online, you can still make that decision. Put a hand emoji in the comments. You can still do that. Listen. God cares where you're at. God sees where you're at. God's got grace where you're at. And I'm telling you, today is a new day because you're not making excuses anymore. Can we give it up one more time for those people? All right, here's what we're going to do. The rest of you, you're not, you're not done, okay? You can worship. You can do what you want, right? If you feel like today, you know, I got it. And I'm ready to go recharge back out. That's okay. But I put these on this side of the altar for a reason. If you struggle with one of these areas over here, you know what, I wanna change my mentality from I don't, right, into let's try. I wanna change my mentality from I can't to God can't. Maybe you need a a healing. I'll even move this over a little bit. Maybe this is where you get prayed for over here. On this side, we're gonna have people pray for you. Prayer team, you guys can start to move right now too if you want, we'll have a prayer team for you. And if you just made that decision to rededicate your life back to Jesus, or, or to serve him for the first time, say yes to him for the first time, I wanna encourage you, come over to this side, Pastor Delane's over here. We've got a team of people that can kinda of show you some next steps, because again, we would be foolish to say that, you know what, hey, raise your hand, you're set, get out of here, right? Like, we want you to know the next step of where God is leading you. And so that'll be on this side to my left. But I'm gonna pray, and if you feel led to come pray over one of these areas, God can, I'll trust, let's try or maybe to come over here and talk to Pastor Lane and some of the pastors over here, That I'm going to pray, and as soon as I'm done praying, you start moving. But here's the bottom line. God is a just God and the God of the just. God is the God over your just, over your situation, over what you're going through. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we trust you. We lean on you today. We know, God, that, that we have so many excuses. We know, God, that we throw things out as as ways to cover up something. I don't know what it is, but God, take over today. God, take that just out of there. And not only just take it away, take the just away, but use it, God, so that our story can be written that once I was this, now I am this, God. Use us, mold us. God, we're trusting you. We're leaning on you today for our just. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. That concludes this week's podcast. To stay up to date with all things Rock Church, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as RockChurchMI.